Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Ron Wallace here with Balling Down South Sports Network. Here with another episode of the interview. I can tell you this this coach, this head football coach here, is no beginner here at coaching football. He's definitely he's coached at the junior college level, the NAIA and the NCAA levels. He took it, he took Elba High School, 53 and 12, took them to a 2A state championship. And in his first season at his new high school, he took the took his team to the second round of the playoffs. And I can tell you, folks, let me go ahead and bring him on. I can tell you, he's a definitely good football coach. It's a sunny day outside, so I know he's probably just came off the football field. Let me introduce you to you follow head football coach, Egg Rigby. How you doing today, coach? Ron, thank you so much for having me on. You know, like I tell people all the time, if I was any better, I'd be twins. So it's a good day. <laughs> How's the family, coach, dealing with this pandemic? Uh, everybody's good. You know, it, uh, it's driven my wife nuts. You know, she's a head basketball coach at Troy University. And, uh, you know, uh, I think affected her more than anyone. Uh, you know, my oldest is uh, at boot camp uh, uh, for uh, special uh, warfare, you know, like the SEALs and wow. stuff. So who knows what's going on there? My youngest just had surgery again Friday. Uh, he's here with me. That's why I ran home at lunch to make sure he ate something. And uh, he's recouping from that. But uh, beyond that, you know, I, I just feel blessed that we've been able the last three weeks, you know, we're kind of in our third week today to be able to get our kids back on campus and uh, kind of get some normalcy for them. And, and even as a coach, you know, get some normalcy, you know, for even as an adult, you know, just back to what I love to do. So uh, things are going well now, you know, super boring for a long time being at work every day by myself. You can only cut the grass so many directions and uh, you can only clean so much. And then it just became a lot of sitting and watching YouTube all day at work. So so I'm glad that the kids are back. Well, I can tell you this, Coach. Uh, hats off to your son that's in the military. I'm a former veteran myself. I was in I was in the Marine Corps eight years active duty. So I know how that is uh, dealing with, with some stuff like that. You know the Marines, oh, they don't yeah. play. They train well, hard. Yeah, I appreciate your service. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. So just get let's get right down to it, Coach. I know a lot of people may not know exactly who you are, but the people that are listening to this interview today, go ahead and talk a little bit about yourself coming up, you know, through high school yourself real quick and then going to college and then coming into coaching. Well, uh, you know, um, the uh, I'm born and raised in Pensacola, Florida, went to Tate High School. From there, went and played the Mississippi Juco League. Uh, when I got done there, I got a blood clot, and that kind of ended football. And uh, I've kind of still struggled with that over the years to this day. I take two shots a day because of it. And uh, but, um, you know, got started in coaching Louisiana, met my wife instantly, like the first week I'd moved over there uh, back in like I believe it was 1990. And, uh, you know, she was a teacher and a coach also. So it was a, uh, a good match, you know, made in heaven. And, uh, and, and we coached around and, uh, you know, from Louisiana to Mississippi, back to Louisiana. I got my first high school head coaching job at the age of 25. Uh, at Albany, Louisiana. And like I like to tell people the truth, I got the job because no one else applied for it. And uh, that is a fact. And uh, from there, you know, went to LaRanja High School. My wife won a few state championships uh, in basketball there. And she always wanted to be a college coach. So we picked up with two little babies and moved out to Kansas in the middle of nowhere. And, um, you know, to Tabor College, NAI school for a first head coaching job. And, you know, I coached football there and did the offense. And we ended up back in Mississippi at junior college, uh, Holmes Community College, and she was the head coach there, and I did the offense and coach there. And uh, then we ended up in Pensacola. I ended up the head coach uh, at my high school there, uh, Tate, and uh, she was at Pensacola State. Then she got the Troy job. We moved up here, and 
uh, the Lord kind of opened another door uh, where I popped up at uh, Elba. And uh, and then now I'm over here at Eufaula. And uh, this wow. will be the 29th year coming up. And uh, it's been a heck of a ride. Uh, and I missed one stop in there. We were in Mississippi. Uh, my, my last part when I was in Mississippi, I was at Jackson State University. We were just talking about the SWAC before we came on. And uh, I was the offensive coordinator at uh, Jackson State. And uh, wow. then we moved to Pensacola. And then, we, you know, we were here. And uh, so, you know, I've had a real broad spectrum and range of coaching. A lot of different young men have uh, been able to be in a lot of people's lives. And, and uh, I've been very, very blessed. And uh, wow. truly – a godsend. I tell people all the time, I've never actually worked a day in my life. And I really mean that. <laughs> I, I'm serious. There, there's no day where I've ever woke up and said, oh, gosh, man, I got to get up and go to work today. This is going, that's going, this and that. Even in bad years, you know, I mean, I've been 0 and 10 and 15 and 0. You know, both spectrums. I mean, there's never that day of, oh, man, I don't want to go today. This is going to happen. We're going to do this. You know, no, this hasn't been work. Wow. I've been blessed to actually live a hobby. And get paid to do a hobby, so uh, it's it's been awesome, Ron. It really has. It has. Man, that's and that's that's a blessing. So your first season over there, at you follow nine and three, four and one in the region. You take the team to the playoffs, Coach. How did you accomplish that? Well, it was actually my second year this year, second and year. Uh, the deal. Yes, yes, sir. And uh, the deal is is number one. You know, we actually were a five A school playing in six A for two years, and the reason being was because. In the count, the two years prior, they counted all the virtual academy kids who don't actually even go to our school. And uh, so what ended up happening, uh, you know, it was a good rallying cry uh, as far as, you know, we were always the underdog because we played teams two and three times our size. And with that being said, we were able to – I think we got knocked off there. Can you still hear me okay? Yeah, Yes, sir, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah my phone rang here. But, you know, we were able to always have that rally cry have some great assistant coaches, but big thing is we're real small. Everybody outsizes, but we got some kids who play hard-nosed football for their town and their team and, and their fellow teammates. Um, we've hit it at a good time where we've got a lot of good skill. We have, uh, let's see, four, five, six, six skill guys on offense that all have Division One offers and multiple Division One offers. Um, you know, starting with Hess Horn, a quarterback, He'll be a three-year starter, so he's been here the whole time. He led the state uh, in 6A in passing last year and wow. was second, you know, one through 7A in passing. He's back, you know. And, um, you know, we got receivers, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, Rodarius Thomas and Jay Townsend and Devin Fuller, uh, you know, these guys and Emmanuel Stevenson who all have Division One offers. And, they, they, you know, it makes it fun when you can pitch and catch and throw. Fans want to see it. I'm a run-the-ball guy at heart. That's why you saw that in those clips, that little double wing package, our short yardage, like right there. Uh, I'm going to run the ball at heart. But um, but we've been blessed um, to come at a time where there is some good skill. And if we can get the ball in space, they can make plays like what you're seeing right there. Um, it's just been – that that's been it. And you have really good coaches. You know, Rodney Jordan's my offensive coordinator. He's been with me a while and was at Ufala. Uh, You know, guys who they eat, sleep, and breathe football – and put it together with some kids who want to eat, sleep, and breathe football. You know, it's just like yesterday. Yesterday was our off day, and I go out there to the practice field. There's 47 kids out there, wow. and I'm cutting grass and weed eating around. Just let them do their thing. You know, stand out of the way. Let them have fun. They were out there for an hour and a half and never slowed up. I think they went over and got water one time. And, wow. uh, I mean, it just it, – it, again, we're not the biggest. 
we're, we're, we're not, you know, all that and the best looking and all that. But we got some hard-nosed kids that grew up watching it. You know, the guys in front of them, you know, Jarrell Jernigan's one of my guys on staff. And, uh, you know, Jarrell played here, set all the records at Troy, you know, won a Super Bowl, caught touchdown passes in it, you know. Jarrell, uh, wow. they got some guys who played ahead of them like that, who set that bar real high, and uh, and they're working hard to live up to it, you know. Uh, it, it's tough when you're in a town and uh, you go uh, – you, you know, it's not the same when you're in a in a big city. You know, when you're in a small town like this, when you go to church on Sunday, they're going to talk about that football game, good or bad. You know what I'm saying? You're going to hear about it at church. You're going to hear about it at Walmart. You're going to hear about it at the Dollar General. No matter where you go, you know, if you go to, to you know, the Donut King, you're going to hear about the doggone football game. And, and, you know, everywhere I go, you know, I was telling this funny story the other day. Uh, I was coming through my neighborhood. And this, this elderly man flagged me down. Little elderly man, I'd say, you know, late 70s, you know, barely moving along. And I don't even know who I knew, knew I was. And he flagged me down. He, he said, Coach, I rolled out my window. And I never seen him before in my life. And he goes, please tell me we're playing football this year. I said, yes, sir, we are playing football this year. So, I mean, that's the, that's the mentality of this town, you know. And the kids feed off of that. And that's how – they win so many football games here and have such a great tradition. And, uh, you know, their dads played, their brothers played, their uncles played, their grand. I got ones with granddads who played. Heck, I got one of them whose granddad won the state championships here. I got wow. two of them. Their granddad won the state championship. He was a head football coach, you know, here. And uh, so uh, it's just that kind of town. And as a football coach, it's less than to get in a dad. You know, I've always said, you know, you never want to be somewhere where people don't care about football. You know, if you're a coach, it ain't no fun if they don't care about football. Well, I can tell you this, Coach. That sounds like y'all got a close-knit community over there and you follow. So, basically, what what is your coaching philosophy? Uh, my philosophy, you know, when, uh, when I first got started back in the 90s as a head coach, my second job was at LaRonja High School. Shannon was already there. And she had won a state championship like on a Saturday, and they had a their, their their coach had retired, and they hired me like on a Tuesday, thinking, well, heck, if she can do it like that, this guy, her husband, probably do it too. Well, it wasn't as easy in football, and uh, but I followed a guy named Jimmy Morris. He had won two hundred and sixty three or sixty eight football games, and he gave me some advice one day, and uh, he actually came out in the spring and watched football practice, and. Um, he watched practice, and, and I go up to him when it's over thinking, hey, you know, he's going to look out there, and the old young buck is getting after it, and he's going to have a lot of praise. And I said, Coach, what do you think? He said, too long, wasted everybody's time. And I was kind of shocked and, you know, kind of, whoa, whoa. So we stayed after that day, and he imparted some knowledge on me and wisdom that, that I've used to this day. And one of them – and here's the thing. Here's my philosophy. And I got this from him. I give him all the credit. The first thing you've got to do – is get the kids, or, or, or you got to believe in what you're doing. That's number one, and I do. We, we're going to play hard defense, bring pressure, and we're going to get to the quarterback. That's our priority one. That's all we talk about. And we're going to play man coverage, period, behind it, so we can keep bodies in the box. The next thing is, is you know, so we got to believe in what we do offensively. I want to pound it. If we got a quarterback can throw, which we do, we're going to throw. The ne- number two thing is you got to get the players to believe in it. And when you're playing exciting pitching catch up and down the field, basketball on grass. And on defense, kids get to know they're going to get to put pressure on the quarterback. We're going to have corner blitzes and all that kind of stuff. That's exciting to them. So they believe in what you're doing. 
And the third thing he told me, and it's the hardest, is proper placement of personnel. Getting the kids into the spots where they maximize their potential, which maximizes potential for the team. And that's the hard one. Getting, you know, like right now, we've got the players. We just got to get them into the right spot. They may not be the biggest and baddest and all that, but we've got what it takes. And, and that's the number three thing. And I got that from him. You know, another big thing is I don't feel real long. The longest practice we've had since I've been here was one hour and 45 minutes. Uh, and most practices, uh, by the time we get going in season, we spend about 115, 120 on the field. That's it. We try to prep everything before where they go out there. It's like a machine. They know exactly what we're doing. And we go out there and get it done and get off the field. Uh, you know, uh, a football season and a football practice and a football game is like a bunch of car wrecks. You know, it, it's very physical. And, and the thing is, is, you know, uh, after you've played for and, and been blessed to, you know, win a state championship and have had two, the, the thing is, is you learn that it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And you got you. I want to keep those kids out of as many car wrecks as possible. And and you know because again, if these licks pass in a football game, if these happen out there in your car, you'd be rolling out and handing out the the business card of Alex Shannara. You know what I'm saying? You know, call my attorney. I've been hit. I mean, those are licks passed out there. And uh, so I don't practice as long, and kids know that. So you know, it's it's pretty intense. Uh, but that's something I picked up, you know, all those years ago. And that's a big part of my philosophy. Less is best when it comes to that. And have fresh legs on Friday. Have fresh legs. Because if they dead, it's worthless. It is worthless. You ain't got a chance. Whether you're good or bad, you don't have a chance. So you know, those are some things kind of threw out there is just part of the, the philosophy. And, you know, that sounds like that the Coach Nick Saban approach because he believes in, you know, everything's organized. Get in, get out, get do what you got to do because there's no need to be there for every the days. I mean, no, if they're not going to no, get I, it, they're not going to get it. That's it. And I still hear, you know, of guys and, and, and coaches, you know, I talk to them, people, oh, yeah, we're out there 245 today and blah, blah. And I'm like, by the time y'all got done with practice, I was already at the house. You know, I was already down on, on the dock back there with a cane pole and some crickets by the time you ended practice, man. You know, I mean, it just, it, 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 you know, all work, no play makes Jack dull. You know what I'm saying? It, it just, and, and there's work that's got to be done. But, you know, it's just like right now, everybody's doing all this throwing, doing all this stuff. I mean, we're not doing that. Hey, we're working on two things. They've been off for two and a half months. We're working on L and L, their lungs and their legs. The football will come, you know, and, and the state said we could start practice a week early. You know, I don't need, we don't need a week early. You know what I'm saying? We, 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 if we start at the same time, the first game's going to be played on the same day. All that is is one more week of putting that shoulder pad and helmet on. Somebody get hurt. You know, we ain't got enough depth to get people hurt. You know, uh, we just don't. And uh, especially, you know, I mean, there's schools we play with, you know, double our double our student body. And, uh, you know, we play Central Phoenix City to finish state champ second ball game. Wow. You know, we've got, you know, 600 students. They got, you know, 2,400 students, you know. So, you know, we, we, we don't have depth to get people hurt at practice. And uh, so, uh, so yeah, those are just things, like I say, you know, when you've done it that many years, and I've got to follow some great people. Uh, you know, my, uh, the guy who coached me in high school was my assistant two years. And for a little while, uh, he was the winningest coach in Florida, Carl Madison. You know, he's a legend in Florida. Uh, and, uh, you know, I got to pick his brain as a player and two years as my assistant. He was 76 and 77 years old, you know, uh, as my assistant. And uh, – I learned a lot and staying there at night. He would sit, uh, you know, sometimes for an hour after practice 
so he could kind of calm down to drive home because you know we're in Pensacola there in Cantonment. He and he lived in Atmore, and uh, you know so it was about a 35, 40 minute drive. And for someone that age, you know he'd have to kind of calm down and, and and everything. So I sit and pick his brain, and I've learned more from those old guys than you can ever imagine. And football ain't changed; it's still blocking and tackling. They just made some things look fancier out there. So what do you – I know, you know, the state has come down with guidelines for this COVID-19. So what are some of the things that, you know, you follow high school, you follow, you know, football program has put in place for the guys? All right, great question. Um, First thing is we set our – um, what we were going to do off the first guidelines where you could only have like nine players, one coach, but then they came back like two days later. Well, we had already sent it out to our kids, so we decided we were just going to stay with it. So basically what we have is this. We have our kids, we, we have 27 weight racks, you know, because we have an indoor facility. And we went over to the middle school and got a few of their racks so we could get it all in one room around the walls. And basically, we have 27 kids coming at a time, you know, seven, eight, nine, and then some, you know, come late, late in the afternoon. And we lift them uh, one person per rack, okay? So, because if you, one of the guidelines is, is you know, you got to have social distancing, six feet. Well, if you're at a regular weight rack and you got three dudes lifting, everybody's got to wear a face mask. And every time someone touches her, you've got to spray it, wipe it, spray the bench, wipe it before the next young man can lay down on it and touch the bar. So to me, that was a lot of time, you know, that we could use for something else. And so what we did is we're doing one guy per rack. We're doing front squats instead of back squats. The weight's not as heavy, you know, and, and, you, and you, you know, you, you don't need a, that kind of spotting. We're doing incline instead of bench press. You know, we got to worry about something falling on somebody's throat because we've got the crash bars. They can adjust. They get in trouble. Boom, they lay it down, you know, right there. You know, we're doing the cleans off the floor, the deadlifts, things that's individual. And, uh, and, and it's worked really, really well. They're coming in in smaller numbers. You know, we clean our hands before. We clean our hands after. We stay on them about space. We, uh, we have them. So we have 27 at a time. We have three pods of nine. Each pod has a coach that stays with them. This pod comes in this door. This pod comes in that door. That one, that one. This uses that restroom. That one uses that restroom. This one uses that restroom. So the kids don't cross paths, and it's really helped. I and mean, we've not had any issues. Uh, you know, uh, the, the one issue we did have was a kid who had it, you know, prior to to, to coming to football. So, uh, so that you know, but 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 everything else has went really smooth. And one thing, you know, for 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 moms especially, uh, and dads too, that we may have accomplished through all this. These kids know how to clean because when we're done, we talk them through. Spray the bench seven times. Spray the bar eight times. Spray this. Hey, you touch that, spray that twice. Spray that twice. You know, we were on a headset. You know, they can all hear us in there. And uh, so these jokers know how to clean up. They know how to wipe down. That is the cleanest spot on earth. If I need surgery this afternoon, take me up the facility because I know it's germ-free. Let's do it right there. But, uh, but no, it, it's went really smooth. Uh, the coaches came up with a plan of how to do it, and uh, and you know I give them the credit for it, and it, it's really went smooth. I, I I'm I'm excited for our kids because they went on for two and a half months. Some had weights, some did not. You know, so they do push ups, sit ups, whatever. But to see the strength, you know, when we finished cleans today, when we finished with uh we did four sets, five, one set of three on, on all the three cores. You know, to see two twenty five, two twenty five, two twenty. 245, 245, and these weights on power cleans off the floor. We're old school. And, and, you know, they're doing it on them last sets. They're starting to get their strength back. It's beautiful to see from when we started uh, just three short weeks ago. 
Um, so I, I'm excited, man. The kids are excited. They're really hungry for it, for structure. You know, now it's the thing of getting them to go to bed. At a, you know, they're, they're used to – we're playing games till 3 in the morning. You know, and, and I've been doing my checks. I did it again today. I walk around. I'll go, what time? What time? What time? What time? Loser right here, ladies and gentlemen, went to bed at 2.30. Who was playing him? There's somebody here was playing him. I know y'all lying. Somebody was playing him. You know, y'all on Fortnite or whatever it is. I know somebody in here was. Don't you lie. And uh, but uh, but have a good time with them about it. But they're starting to get back in routine where we actually have some 1130s and 12s now and uh, going to bed. So so they're starting to get back in routine. So I'm excited. Well, so well before I let you go, Cole. If you know if this, if what would you be able to say to a kid if it's their last high school uh, season, they're getting ready to go play at the next level. Basically, what would you tell those guys? Well, the, the first thing is, is like anything, enjoy the ride. You know, this is an adventure that you won't sit there, and you know this because you've been there. You won't sit there every day of your life and go, I remember high school football. But when you do come back, when you do see somebody that you played with, I don't care whether you're on a church pew somewhere or a bar stool somewhere, once you get the pleasantries out of the way, how's your wife, how's your kids, how's your wife, it's going to go back to, hey, remember the time so-and-so did so-and-so at football? Hey, remember that game when we beat so-and-so, we run for the touchdown? You remember this? It's going to mean something to you in life and, and for your kids one day and being able to tell them, uh, it's going to mean something. And enjoy the ride. You know, obviously focus on your grades and all your know, football will take care of itself if you're on that level of a player. But enjoy the ride because one day you're going to be 52 out of shape and you're going to wish you could run and jump and do something and uh, all that and, and do it one more time. And uh, so enjoy the ride because because it, it, it's an adventure. Well, I appreciate you coming on, Deco. We got to get your wife on here, too, I'm, to let her know I'm going to be reaching hey. out to her. She now she's the real deal. I'm as people say they'll call like Coach Rigby and like we'll be together and we'll both look and, and it's always the same. No, we mean the real Coach Rigby. So I just kind of drew back in the corner and, and let her talk and do her thing. And uh, but uh, but no, she she'll be glad to do it. And uh, she she's awesome. You know she's she's actually really smart. <laughs> and, uh, so nah, that's where the kids apparently got it from. And uh, uh -huh. but Ron, thank you so much for having me today. I appreciate what you're doing. Because, you know, I didn't look at it this morning, but I guess from our first game, I think we're around 61. You know, we got a little clock or clock in the tick down thing, you know, on the wall. I think we're about, what, 60, 61 days out from kicking off the first game. I mean, the ball. So, it's going. and here's the one thing. Let me add this real quick. We got our school uh, calendar approved by the school board tonight. This is, reminds me when I was in high school. We start school on a Thursday, play our first game on Friday. Hey, wow. if that ain't football, baby, I love it. Because, you know, this kid, everybody's going to be there that first game. Carol is going to make a – we're playing at Carol. They're going to make a dump truck load of money that night. And, uh, and But but I love it. So, but, but the good thing I love is it gives a little time before school starts to actually practice a little more. And, uh, you know, and uh, so, uh, so, yeah, it's good. Anyway, I appreciate you. God bless you and everything that you're doing for these kids. All right, folks. That's you, followers, head football coach, Ed Ribbick. Thank you for coming on the network today, coach. Thank you so much. Thank you.